0: Hello, this is Nikki, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mind Health School podcast, where we are on a mission to normalise normal conversations, get comfortable with our mental health, and provide space for growth, learning, and empowerment. Thank you for joining us, and I'm so glad you are here. (laughs) Hi, Liam! How are you?
1: What is happening? Oh.
0: go going?
1: Oh, I'm living the dream up in the UK. How about you in Australia?
0: I love the American accent straight away. Um, Sorry, it slipped
1: out straight away, didn't it?
0: I know, it's hard to not default. I, like, I got into a really bad habit of defaulting to an Australian at one point. Um,
1: I think it's my alter ego. <laughs> Does he
0: have a name?
1: I've not named him yet because then I feel like I have too much power. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just there in the background love it yeah
1: dangerous, Hal, dangerous voice in the background
0: How things
1: oh good man we out of lockdown now mentally focused on where we're going for the next well I'm mentally focused on the next 10 20 30 years but at least the normal general population can now see a route out of lockdown in the UK
0: yeah totally do you want to just introduce yourself for anybody who isn't aware of who you are
1: Yes, I am Liam McNamara, the no-nonsense conference coach. Um, I own a gym in the UK. I also coach ladies and men online, helping them transform their bodies, mindsets and lifestyle with complete confidence.
0: Love that. Could you please
1: introduce yourself for my audience?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. My name is Nikki Evans. I'm the founder of Mind Health School and I help Lots of different types of people overcome various different mindset challenges, so we have a whole product suite of programs, online courses, memberships that we offer a variety of different people and with the ultimate goal of inner peace, inner calmness and overall well-being. I think it is they are all a huge buzzwords at the moment, and I'm just loving developing this platform and helping such a variety of different people and uh, so thanks for asking me it's all right. it's and all right. we we've done a podcast before we've have we done a podcast before
1: no i don't think they we, I we, booked but,
0: we booked it in we booked it in we
1: booked it in but i don't think it actually happened because stuff got busy life got busy
0: but we've done instagram lives and facebook lives and stuff like that so yeah. basically the same thing but for those of you listening <laughs> who don't know <laughs> same thing for those of you who are listening, who don't know me and Liam, um, have a partnership. We've been working together for eight months, nine months.
1: Something like that. yeah, so time flies, doesn't it?
0: Time, buddy, flies. Jeez. I know. She's Louisa's. And <laughs> geez, Louisa's. And um, yeah. So we we just absolutely love vibing. I feel like we are absolutely on the right. The same wavelength. So all like his
1: brains, so all <laughs> like intertwined.
0: They literally are, and yeah, we are super passionate, both of us about helping people transform their mindset. So Liam is obviously way more in the fitness space, I'm more in the emotional, mental space, and together we just transform people's lives. Isn't that right? That
1: sounded like, and together we are. <laughs> it like you're introducing an accent. <laughs>
0: I so loved it. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, ah. So Liam, what do you think has been the most what do you think where have you got the most value from our partnership? How do you think I it think for me, different?
1: obviously I am a fitness coach at the end of the day. I do have a degree in coaching, but at the end of the day I'm a PT, I like to stay in my lane. So but I knew a big part of it for me when I was creating my programme, Your Conference programme, a big part of it for me is mindset and I know, I know my shit about mindset, but I'm not qualified to give that advice. So I stay in my lane. I can only give advice from my personal experiences and what I do and my routines and things like that. So I felt bringing you into the, into the whole Accelerator Confidence program and having your own little unit in there, that's giving extra value to my clients, and it's someone who knows more than me, basically. You should never, ever be the smartest person in the room, and if you are... To find new friends.
0: Woohoo! Love that. Would that is a phrase that, to Nikki. live by. Say that again. That is a phrase to live by. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. I love that. And I totally, totally agree. I... How do you think that your clients have sort of navigated through COVID and even yourself? Like, how have you found it? Because I feel like I'm so far removed from that scenario. I have literally been blessed by the gods that I am yeah. in Sydney and we have got no coronavirus here. We've had the most minimal lockdown. I don't even really remember it. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, there's not a day or minute that I think, how did this happen that I am in this country in the, huge, in the, the midst of like a global pandemic? And yeah. I honestly can't imagine what it's like and what you're experiencing. So, so health experience and also yeah. business.
1: For me, obviously, the initial was... I didn't really panic. Do you know what? I, at first, I was kind of like in the denial phase. Like, this this mm-hmm. isn't real. This is a load of bullshit. Um, but in terms of business, I'm very quick to adapt. I'll act on the instincts, on my gut. So my, as a big gym owner, my instinct was gyms have to close. Okay, we're going online. This is what mm-hmm. we do. We don't give up. We've still got clients to serve and provide for. My partner at the time was pregnant, so I had a kid on the way, and so we cut my head. I could quite easily have put my head in the sand and gone, I'll wait till so it's all over I've locked myself in yeah. attic for nine months but obviously that wasn't an option for me the UK the way it's been dealt with is, is it's just been ridiculous all the way through the decisions that have been made and I'm not bothered about saying it either the decisions that have been made have not been health-led or mindset-led or no. mental health-led at yeah. all in any term or it's just been a, it's like they've been just guessing they would have made better decisions if he simply copied world leaders the day after the decision they made <laughs> do you know what I mean? That, uh, that would have made do I, I couldn't, do you know what I mean? But the way it's been dealt with and the way it's just, it, and I can understand why people are frustrated now in the UK because it's become such a thing where you don't even know what to believe anymore because it's like they make it up as they go along. And yeah. that is why I think a lot of the UK population are struggling to stick to the rules. Because they just don't make sense. Yeah. And but what I think happened after lockdown one, I think everyone was in panic mode thinking, oh, my God, we're all going to die. And then lockdown two came and it became a bit frustrating. Like lockdown one wasn't too bad because we had good weather.
0: Mm. Lockdown
1: two came. It was getting colder and then people were frustrated. Why are we going back into lockdown? This was just about protecting the NHS and stuff like that. And then lockdown three came and everyone's like, you're taking the piss, mate. Christmas stripped away from you. And everyone was just kind of like had enough and that was it. So essentially you could say now we have been in lockdown for a full 12 months, pretty yeah. much in and out of. So having like a taste of normality to, and then taken back away from you, it's almost like you, you're you imprisoned and you're just having like normal life stripped away from you. That's yeah. how I, I suspect the general population feel right now. Yeah. Me in terms of the way I do it is I saw it as I have to stand up and lead from the front with all my mm-hmm. clients and my family, everything like that. I've had, I've had rows and fallen out of my family purely because of my own opinion on it. However, whose mindset is stronger? Mine. Because I'm still leading a six-figure business through three lockdowns in the UK, whereas most people have their heads in the sand waiting for it all to be over. Mm-hmm. Now, what it tells me is working on your mindset every single day should be a non-negotiable for everybody. And it's highlighted, every, it's highlighted the importance of mental health for everyone to see mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Everyone has basically had their identity stripped away. You've been told to work from home. You've been furloughed. You've been, you've been lost your job. You've mm-hmm. been made redundant, whatever. You've had your identity stripped away. You strip your job away from you. Who are you? Yeah? I read something the other day that said, one day, our physical beings, our physical body, when we get to 70, 80, 90, 100 if we're lucky, whatever it will be, our physical body will give up. And then we're left with our mindset. Mm-hmm. And why... So the question is, why do we not, why is it not pushed on us to work on our minds every single day? Yeah. Why is it not pushed enough?
0: I know. And I
1: think everybody has realised throughout this 2020 last year and coming through this year, they've understood the importance of not only just exercising for health, but exercising for our minds as well.
0: Totally. I think from, from an observing perspective as well, because that's what I've been doing for this past 12 months, I've just been observing how different world leaders have handled things and just everything unfolding and being quite removed from it all. It's been so interesting. Like I am, I'm in the business of human behavior and habit change and Mm. mindset and mental health. And so when like this really is such a, it's actually thinking about it now, it's, it's, it's been an incredible opportunity for me to watch people, how they, Mm. how they change, how they adapt. And the word resilience gets thrown around so much and, and being resilient and, you know, um, I actually really dislike that word in, in the, the sense of my like, mental health and, and emotional well-being because it's not about mm. resilience. Resilience is more of like the end result. But mm. um, for me to observe how people have acted and even world leaders and like the people who are leading the UK right now, and it's really just made me realize that you train to do a job And any so, you know, even governments, they're trained to do a job. They're trained to know their job really well. Leadership isn't part of that job. Leadership doesn't come in that role. Leadership is just Mm. something that happens when they sort of move through and get elected and and that kind of thing. But they're actually studying the law and they're studying like rules and, and legalities and books and things like that. That's what they're studying. They're not studying leadership. And so when we've got these people running the countries and people like me and you who, who do study leadership and we do understand how to lead a, lead a group of people and we do understand like what, what that requires, it's almost like, how the hell is this happening? Like uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's baffling how, how it's even got to this stage. But
1: Do you know what the biggest takeaway for me is about all this? Is the fact it's highlighted how like our generation now He's we're kind of stuck in the, the middle of how all the technology has advanced, all the social media has advanced and everything in the world has been made easier for us to live by. You could say, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas the people who are in power and the people who are in parliament and the people who are running the world world leaders are in the older generation where they can't really keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. So to, what it's highlighted is there needs to be new world leaders.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? but younger
1: ones who understand how to adapt and lead from the front totally. and not just kind of second guess it you have to be able to make decisions confidently mm-hmm. whereas right now the people who've been put in power have been taken outside of the comfort zone and they probably never worked on the mindset so they've been taken outside of the comfort zone and we all know what happens when you work on your mindset outside of your comfort zone you become confident but mm-hmm. right now confident decisions aren't being made because the people who are in power do not promote mental health enough. Simple as that.
0: Exactly. And they don't, I
1: guarantee they don't work on their own mental health. So how the hell can they promote it for everyone else?
0: Imagine if we introduce an emotional intelligence test and to get elected, you had to pass.
1: 100%. (laughs) That would
0: just be like, that should be a thing anyway, knowing how important it is to be emotionally intelligent. Like even corporations and organizations and, you know, some of the biggest companies in the world they favor eq of IQ because IQ can be taught eq is something which you really need to work on 100%. You know, you can
1: learn. yeah 100%. I, I myself biggest hire sense. on energy as opposed to skill set because if you hire on energy skills can be taught
0: i, I you know totally I mean? agree it's crazy it's it's it, it's crazy and it's i'm just i think people are waking up to it though and I think, people, you know, you can, again, from an observing point of view, you can look at the UK and you can see who, who is leading, but also who is building that trust. And, and it is people like you who are taking a whole community of people and being like, you've got a problem. I'm going to help you solve it. And, you know, mm. and being that positive energetic person that they can go to and um, off the back of that, that has a ripple effect because, you know, I was having a conversation with, um, my hairdresser who also does Reiki, um, so she works on channel and energy and she's just an amazing, incredible human being. But she, we was having a conversation how when you coach one person and they say to you things like, you know, you've really helped me, you've really helped me transform and move through something that I didn't think was possible. You're not just impacting that one person, you're impacting their family, their friends and their relationships and their work. And, you know, even one of my clients, she's, she messaged me last week and said, I've had the most successful week at work I've ever had and with the most deals on the table the biggest numbers on the board and she got employee of the month and she was like I'm an underperformer on on like I'm I underperform week in week out Mm -hmm. and that's you know three coaching sessions with one person who's had this ripple effect is now having better relationships, and and the the power of of you just working on your mindset, taking this whole group of people, this whole community, enabling them, empowering them to be their best self, which 100%. then who how many other people is that affecting? And this is I think, this is
1: it. It's the, it's always a knock on effect, and people. I always say when you join my program, it's not its not for snowflakes. It's not for people who want to play the victim. It's not for people who want to complain about everything. They're asking because that. they will be pushed outside of the comfort zone. It's just not an option. If you want to complain about everything, go and find someone else. Go and If you don't value your health enough to work on it every single day, then I am not the coach for you. Because yeah. I am no-nonsense, and I am more than confident on calling people out on bullshit excuses, mm-hmm. no issues whatsoever with it. But that's why it gets results, because it comes from a good place. I want to push people outside of the comfort zone because I want them to get the best out of themselves. But then I also want them to set examples to the family members, to the friends, and that's why it creates, like you said, a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we're in the mindset of, oh, I'll try it again next week. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this is something else that I say to people all the time, they will start again on Monday mindset. When it, whether it's mental health, physical health, whatever, and it just the whole all brushing stuff under the carpet and waiting for it to explode. For example, they are starting to a Monday mindset. Let's say someone wakes up and says, New me, new whatever, I'm starting, it's Monday, let's go. They've smashed Monday, they've got to Tuesday, something's annoyed them emotionally, whatever, and they've given up. Mm-hmm. And they go, Ah, sack it, I'll start again next week. And just give in to their emotions, whether it's eating, bad habits, whatever it is. That's six days in a week you've written off. Yeah, you do that for 10 weeks, that's two months. Mm-hmm. You do that for 52 weeks, which is the majority of the year, that's 300 plus days you've wasted with the mindset of I'll start again on Monday. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you're not progressing in life is because you're not working on the things between your ears.
0: <laughs> yeah. As simple as that. You're so and- right. It starts in the mindset. That's literally where it starts and ends. 50%. And that it, really does, it really does impact all areas of your life. But I think the thing that, is so powerful about your story is we were touched on it earlier and was talking about the other day just how Mm. you said that you had a little bit of a self-reflection moment where you was like wow like I've managed to get to this place and talking about the victim mindset and people's circumstances and what they've been given and like the kind of you know how they've grown up in their environment and how we can become a victim or not you Really didn't necessarily have anything that you've got now that you've created for yourself. You didn't have that, but you could have gotten no, a bit
1: far from <laughs> an absolute minus and, compared yeah. to what I've got now. And but again, and you could have quite easily a victim
0: your your circumstances, but you chose to not.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think everybody has that power to make those choices. Mm. And like just a bit of background on that, obviously, I came basically. What happened was I my, I had to take my car to the garage for something to be fixed. And instead of getting a taxi back or whatever, I thought walk back daily activity, 10K steps every day, non-negotiable, remember that? Uh, so I thought I'd walk back and I had the opportunity to walk through the council estate that I used to live on. And I looked back and I was like, got back to my house now and I'm like, how has that happened? And the only thing that's happened is me waking up every single day, creating this vision and manifesting the things that I want in life. And they happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it People talk about the law of attraction and stuff like that. And you might think it's woo-woo or whatever, but (laughs) it works. Do you know what I mean? If you work on your mindset every day and you visualize everything you want from life and you wake up with purpose to your day every single day and do the non-negotiable tasks that might seem boring, you might not want to do sometimes, but you do it whether you're motivated or not, you will get what you want out of life.
0: Absolutely. But if
1: you're going to listen to the voice that's a victim and make excuses all the time, and wants to stay covered up in a duvet every morning at 6 a.m. when it's sub-zero temperatures, you ain't going to get what you want from life. And you will stay in that victim mindset, and you probably will just stay stay stuck in the sticks, stay stuck in the mud. Yeah. Simple as
0: that. This is where we, me and you balance each other out quite well, because you, you are very focused and driven. And same with me, very, you know, let's go, let's get up, let's do it. I think the way that we work so well together is that we... Uh, it's the reminder to people that you know life isn't perfect there's going to be shit there's going to be days when you wake up and you feel like you can't be bothered and you don't want to do it and look if that's the case and you need a duvet day have the duvet day but don't Mm. let that become a week and then that become Mm. a month because that's when we're at the risk of allowing life to take over and not taking control and then it's that downward spiral that can really cause huge implications to your mental health and then which can ultimately become a mental illness and you know without being so dramatic and saying it starts with a duvet day the whole point is mind management and having that focus and being able to pull yourself out of um situations and using your tools and techniques that you've learned from mind management and and working on you know emotional mental health and being really proactive about that so
1: Um, 100% yeah no I agree completely that's why we work together well but it's simply because my approach is very no nonsense like get it done and that's why I stay in my lane because I understand and this is something I had to accept quite a few years ago is not everybody thinks like me Mm -hmm. just like you would say the same not everybody thinks like you and that's why we work so well together is because you're down for the emotional side of things and doing stuff like that whereas I'm more let's get shit done yeah. do you know what i mean but i agree with the whole fact is yes i allow yourself to have those emotions and reflections and stuff like that mm. but again I, get, I agree don't let it become a week yeah because when sure. you start doing that it spirals out of control yeah you I have to become it. aware of your feelings stuff like that and emotions and things and allow yourself to have give yourself permission to have those emotions and feelings but be an action taker do
0: something about it there we go that's it that's that's the message i am um, I, I remember i I was, in a, I was at a conference in Vegas. Probably yeah, when I I like can't
1: wait to go back
0: there. Know, get me to Vegas now. Uh, probably I think I was maybe around 23, 24, and I can't remember how old I was, but I remember just being at this, at this conference, and there was a speaker, a guest speaker, and she, she actually said these words, "Nobody is coming to save you." And I was like, wow. Like I remember hearing that, and it really like struck a chord with me. And I couldn't, I couldn't really move on from it. And I remember the word, I remember exactly how it was said. And nobody is coming to save you. And it's every single time I, you know, I'm in my head about something. and I'm like, oh, like this is so much. I'm like tired. I don't want to do this. I remember that because I'm like, mm-hmm. do I want to go and have a nap? Which is pointless. I don't need it. I know you don't need it because Brendan Burchard says that tightness is in your mind (laughs) um (laughs) so i'm like i've got that on loop, and then i've got nobody's coming to save you i'm like can i go can i go for a 10 minute walk around the block get some fresh air come back drink a bottle of water and start the task yes i can and it's about being able to switch into that resourceful and unresourceful mindset because the problem is with our minds which i don't think a lot of people get our thoughts are not true so if you're having a thought like you're tired, you because we we're so used to believing our own thoughts and we don't question them, we just believe them as facts. You're like, oh yeah, I'm tired, and then you start to go really lethargic. But listen to any single any single speaker or you know leader in the field of personal development, self growth, and they will all be like, if you you can switch up your energy, you can change your your how you're feeling by moving your body. It's not. It's not something that people just say like move your body and you get energy. It's physiology, it's science. Like move 100%. your body. shift the energy around and you can you can really take take it, control of how you're feeling. It's you not. You can teach your
1: mind to do that. You can teach your mind to do different things, like become stronger just by creating small little habits. Like mm. for example, when I was forced to work from home, something I do and make sure, new you questioned me on my Instagram story the other day is when I'm at home working, my shoes are on my feet. Yeah, when I'm finished, because I'm on Zoom calls all day back and forth, blah, 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 whatever. My shoes are on my feet because I'm working. So if I need to go out or I plan to walk in the day, there's not that extra, oh, I've got to put my shoes on. I'm just out the door, I'm done, I'm out. Do you know what I mean? You're training your mind to do different things. Just little tiny little things, creating habits like that. Or one that you said to me the other day on one of our trainings was about your central nervous system really opening up in the shower. Mm. So one thing I did was I bought a waterproof speaker to start listening to audiobooks in the shower so it sinks in more mm-hmm. you've got how much how much time do you spend in the shower a day like you said you you said you do that four showers a day i'd happily have four or five showers a day because you think that's where your best ideas come
0: yeah for sure and it is. if
1: you're opening up your mind whilst listening to an audiobook that's implied at mental health or motivation or whatever your sense nervous system is open but you're also listening more Whereas if you just stood in the shower and you stuck with your own thoughts and you've already got a negative mindset, you're gonna manifest into new negative thoughts. Yeah. So totally. my advice to, to this back is invest in a waterproof speaker <laughs> and start listening to some positive shit, because it works.
0: I totally agree. What would be your what's the best book you've ever read?
1: Um, the best book that changed my the whole way I perceived everything. And this is when I came out of a big hole. I was in a deep hole of anxiety, possibly depression as well. And I really really admitted it, but it was called The Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Yeah. Um, but that just changed my whole perception on everything, on mm. um, the, way, the way I lived, the way I lived. Like I'd started in the industry, but I wasn't really doing it for the right reasons.
0: Mm.
1: I was doing it for selfish reasons. And to be honest, I was a bit of a tosser. I was a bit of an egotistical, um, get your abs out all the time. One of those guys. So I was doing it for the wrong reasons. But then after I read that, I, understand, I understood the power of mindset. And that's why I changed the whole my whole approach to fitness, to health, everything, and made it all into one. And that kind of just changed. I think that book genuinely changed my life, the way I think about everything.
0: Mm. But yeah,
1: what would you, what would you say, yours is?
0: Oh, I, I remember that moment as well, reading my first ever book, which was The Secret. And I remember being like, why the hell has no one told me about this sooner? I was like, very like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, this is insane that this whole world is is available and nobody has introduced me to it. And I remember being like 21. I was very lucky Mm. that I was introduced to that world at a young age. Like, I'm really grateful for that. Um, But honestly, my... I'm reading the most insane book at the moment. I keep telling you to get it, but... I I've,
1: I've, it's on my list next. I'm 99% free enough for this one and then I'm onto it, on, I promise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so good. You'll love it. Limitless by Jim Quick is my absolute vibe at the moment. And I, this is exactly yeah. what I need to hear. It's so good. And it's not, it's not also, like Limitless sounds very like pushy and like, you know, well, being limitless, but it's Reminds not- Reminds me of that like, film
1: with Bradley Cooper.
0: Yeah, but it's not necessarily about um, doing more. It's not about like, it's not about like exhausting yourself like it sounds. It's about your, it's like the integration of your mind, your body, your soul, how you can be limitless within yourself and your purpose. Like your purpose is limitless. and I feel like you can run for a brick
1: wall, basically, like I do most days.
0: Yeah, literally. Um, Limitless by Jim Quick for sure. And also I'm going to do one more because The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson literally blew my mind you can't get it on audible but you can't get it on audible but you can get the heart back the most the, my, my favorite book mm.
1: what awesome I read that atomic habits is class yeah really? uh, you've read that one yeah Atomic yeah. habits basically that is just about how doing small things to get marginal gains because the big problem a lot of people think as well is they think they're going to sign up to a program <laughs> and it's going to fix the problem yeah weeks. I know it doesn't happen And that's why you need to teach yourself to create, because over the years, let's say, for example, you've done nothing for your body, mindset, and your lifestyle has been the exact same for 20 years and you feel like underpants, Mm. yeah? You cannot expect to change that in two weeks. You can't fix 20 years in two weeks. You can't fix six years in six weeks. It takes time. And the whole message behind Atomic Habits is looking for those small marginal gains every single day. And building on top of those, and then in nine months, 12 Mm -hmm. months, 18 months years to come you will have the lifestyle that you want by creating the habits yeah doing things that you don't want to do but doing them anyway yeah but like surely this is the message i would say to my clients surely it's worth working on yourself through personal development perception for 12 months to feel good for the next 10 20 30 years i know rather than keeping your head in the sand for the next six months surely it's worth flipping that working on yourself, personal development, six, 12 months and you feel good for 10, 20, 30 years.
0: Yeah.
1: Or continue feeling the way you do now for the day you put in a coffin.
0: The funny thing is about human behavior and people making that decision and taking that leap is that everybody has the problems and they can identify the problems, but they resist the solutions. And Mm. the reason why they're resisting the solutions is always down to the mindset, like always, always and it's you know like i see it time and time again like people will go it what your coaching won't work for me your coaching won't work for me and i'm like okay whatever like <laughs> whatever. do you know what i had to develop I with that i had to I had to, yeah. I had to
1: develop the next mindset because and i this is the thing as well as i coach myself i have world-class coaches who coach me i have a coach for business my health mindset everything. As a coach, I believe in coaching and to get the best out of myself, I have to be, I have to have the best coaches and one thing that was instilled in me is no matter how good your program is, no matter how good, it could be world-class, whatever, there will always be people who cannot be coached on it simply because
0: they have too far
1: in the mindset of that won't work, that Mm -hmm. won't work. There is people out there that have a problem for every solution you will give Mm
0: them. Yeah. Uh,
1: Those people need to be sat down in a padded room and be told look it's all in your head
0: mm-hmm. i'm
1: gonna fix this yeah but yeah. some people just need to find that time when they're ready to be coached there will come a time where they realize where well, now's the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: does that make sense
0: it makes perfect sense to me but i feel like the people who were who it who it applies to it won't resonate because they're no, like not at all. but so do you remember that do you remember that switch for you when you was like Um, I know. I already know the answer to this, but when was the moment for you when you were like, I know what I can do, I know what my limits are, or I know that there's no limits where I can go with this?
1: I don't know. So I spent like six... I I was in school and didn't have the best time in school, but bullied quite a bit. I wouldn't say bullied, I just wasn't... I don't know, I just wasn't in that clean, you know, like the popular fucking... Like how it was back in those days and stuff like that. Went to college, quit after three months because I hated the whole keeping up with the trends of clothes and stuff because I wasn't in a position where my family could financially provide that for me. When we were like 16, 17, 18, it was all about who's got the trendiest gear and stuff like that. Mm. So I left college simply because I couldn't keep up with that. And I felt like I was being judged all the time. Again, that's a mindset issue. Probably wasn't. But I left school. I left, dropped out of college after three months and got a job for six years as a postman. Hated every single minute. Now, you've got to think as a postman, you're walking around every single day for five, six hours with one of your thoughts in your own head. But I knew I was worth more. I knew, I don't know what it was, but I knew I, I, my potential was worth more. The same after that. So I quit being a postman and I went working the doors for, I did I did the doors for like three years and I tried being an engineer for a year. got covered in urine and all kinds of stuff. Hated that. Worked the doors, arguing with drunk people for three, four years. And I was just like, I I am worth so much more than this. I can create something and have impact on people's lives. And I don't know what it was, but no. I knew I kind of knew what direction what heading, I was heading because I was something I was always good at was being strong physically. Oh. I was always strong physically no matter what. So then I knew I could help people do that and become stronger physically and transform bodies and stuff like that. And my within within six months of being qualified as a PT, I lived. So I lived off like eighty quid a week for a full year. Went back to college. So I kind of did everything backwards like everyone else did. I was back to college at like 25. Qualified as a PT. And within three, four, five months, I had a full diary. But that's very taxing on your energy, physically and mentally. So I had a full diary of clients. That's 50, 60 conversations you're having per week. In fact, no, double that, 120 conversations per week because you used to see more than that. And they're all complaining about everything. So the way I see... PTs these days and I see them with a full diary in the stud there just counting reps one to ten and I'm like, God, I'd hate to go back to that because that's not coaching. No. That is literally being a glorified rep counter. Yeah.
0: Literally. Um
1: so I knew then as a PT, and I think I'll still learn more as I grow now. like the programme I've created now, the Accelerator Conference programme, is only going to get bigger because I will just keep adding value to it every 10, 20, 10 in 30 years' time, this program will be mind blowing. Because it's Dominated. always going to have value added to it. As I learn, it will get bigger. Do you know that's what I mean? Not. I'm pretty sure yours will be exactly the same. Like me and you, are not perfect. No. Like I'm, I know I'm not perfect. You know you're not perfect. So this isn't not me perfect. saying I'm the per- I, I've got all my shit together and I'm the perfect person in the world. I'm not. The reason I work on my mindset every day is because I want to learn more about myself every day. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then what you can create from that. But mm-hmm. the, I think the switch was when I read that book, like I said before, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, the switch was this isn't just about getting people stronger. This actually having an impact on people's lives. And mm-hmm. I want to have massive impact on a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That I was the switch it. for me.
0: I love that you you just said that about not being perfect. And I think that that's really important to address when we're talking about mindset and and performance. Because I think... um. Are like because of social media and everything, and like Twitter, and like we've got a very big culture of when someone steps up and someone starts to do something that's a little bit like pushing themselves out of their comfort zone, there is a whole like undertone of people waiting for you to. to do something wrong or to be like, oh, well, last week you said this and now you're saying this, or like, well, didn't you say that once and and now you're doing that? And like, it's very, the, I don't know what it's like this cancel culture. You've probably heard that term before mm-hmm. of like, how like he's gonna like, let's try and f- like find the flaws and keyboard
1: warriors. I like to call them,
0: it's a hundred percent keyboard keyboard warriors, but it a hundred percent is, but. you you can also hear it, like like I've been in scenarios where I've heard people go, oh yeah, but like she's not like that in real life and like, oh, she's not. And like, and it's literally people just trying to better themselves. And I I would just say to anyone who's listening, like what me and you do on social media and, and helping people improve their lives, like we challenge ourselves to push ourselves out of our comfort zones. Mm. Yes, because it's what we want to do, but also because we we are we know the impacts. Like we said, that it can have on other people. And if you are that person who's sitting and waiting to be to judge someone for doing something, no matter how big or small, like support your friends who are going out of their comfort zone mm. to, to change, you know, change their career or like support support people who are making these changes because it's not easy and I, I used to be I used to work in events like I did not I was not a coach I just knew that I understood my mind and made a transformation myself and I knew that if I'd done it I could help other people do it and how do I get to that place and it took years it took so much money so much time so much investment working double jobs like studying all night and doing assignments and doing all sorts of crazy shit to get my
1: yeah uh,
0: like I think that's basically the judgment around what people are doing focus on yourself because nobody is perfect nobody's trying to be perfect we're all just trying to better ourselves and be in this be in this place where we're like how can we help how can we mm. serve? But we're also figuring it out ourselves as well. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. It's a personal development journey for ourselves. But there is always someone out there. If you embark on looking to get the very best out of yourself, or create something, or create a dream, whatever, there is always someone waiting for you to fuck up. <laughs>
0: always, there is
1: always someone waiting for you to fuck up. So they go, "Ha, yeah. oh, you didn't do that."
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you've got to stop listening to those voices and understand the circle you surround yourself with. And the thing is, like you said as well, people only see. End product of where we are now. They don't see the ten years graph that we put in together. They don't see the hundreds and thousands of pounds we've invested in ourselves before we even got to this place. Like literally hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mm-hmm. Not never mind the hours. the sometimes the twenty-four hour days, the sleepless nights, the early mornings, doing the things that no one else wants to do. Uh, it doesn't just happen overnight. No. <laughs> you have to. People need to see this end product and they go. Ah, he's lucky, isn't he? it? Like, what? <laughs> <He's looking
0: laughs> Mad. <bad>. There's nothing. <laughs> There's
1: nothing more. <laughs> like, lucky. Are, are you joking me? Eh? Lucky. Like, you, you, people need to understand it is a journey. And it yeah. is a personal development journey for us as much as it is you. Yeah. You have to understand yeah. it didn't just happen overnight. It just didn't get handed to us on a plate. You have to earn it. And you have to put the work in. You have to invest in yourself, whether that's time, energy, money, whatever it is. Yeah. You have to be able to put investment in yourself to have a return on investment. You don't. Things just don't happen for people. It's as simple as that
0: yeah and i think as the the other thing to that that I, I read this i can't remember i read it but it's knowing that if somebody else has done it it's available for you too mm. if, if it's if it's been done you can do it and the only yeah, thing absolutely. stopping you from closing that gap is your mindset towards whether you can do it or not and that's it like we the session that we did the other week, and it, it, I know it was really powerful and everyone got amazing and like shifts from it, really, but it's the, the mentality of the only limits that you've got are the ones you're putting on yourself. And, and as soon as you decide that you can do it, then you're already halfway there.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think it's who you have as influences in your life as well. Whether oh that be on social media. Because um, I look at my parents and they're complete opposite to me. They are literally comfort zone people. Put your money in bricks and mortar. I think that's our
0: parents' generation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about this as well the week, didn't we? Like, It's just a different, complete generation. And I am the polar opposite to what my mum and dad are. And that's what I find really weird. Um, Because they just literally nine to five work to pay bills. That's it. That's all I want to do. And I'm like, nah, I'm creating this world-class program. Like I'm not here to take part, I'm here to take over. That is my favourite quote ever from Conor McGregor. I'm not here to take part, I'm here to take over. Love that. It's like literally, and that's literally on the canvas there behind me. So every day I walk in my office... And that's the thing I see. We're not here to take part. I'm here to take over. I'm not here to be mediocre. I'm not here to be in the middle. Like, I want to be the best mm-hmm. and I want to have the most impact on the most people's lives. It's not for selfish reasons anymore, which is why I got into the industry in the first place. Now it's about how much impact I can have on people's lives. But it's hard to get our parents' generation to understand that it isn't just about going out and buying a house or, and making sure that I'm safe, money's safe in houses. I'm not interested in that. Do you know what I mean? I, everyone has their own purpose in life and wants to do their own thing. You might be happy sat in a house that you own; it's fine. But that's, not everybody wants that. No. No, life isn't like a checklist where you have to tick things off.
0: Yeah, I think do you know what I mean. I
1: think that's of course they have, and that's that. That's comes back to that thing about again about world leaders. That's the generation that are leading this world now. <laughs> Change oh massively. Gosh. You can become. You can become. You can create a business overnight these days.
0: Yeah. but the
1: people who are in the country making the rules and the law that we live by are in the old generation living in the past
0: Mm.
1: and that's that's one of the biggest problems that needs addressing i think
0: yeah i've never thought of it that way because you would just expect people who are leading a country to be across new new things (laughs) like like how like all of that that you just spoke about yeah i've never really thought of it that way
1: you know, it's true though that, that that generation is leading the world, but that generation has a very closed mindset of life is a checklist.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: for example, like we have the whole help to buy scheme for houses because that's the big thing is drilling into this. The first thing we need to do is go and buy a house, yeah,
0: and the Why? and not in Why? the economy as well in the UK at the moment, like exactly that would be the the least wisest
1: thing to do everyone everyone always says like putting money in houses is the safest thing to do which yes it might be but not if you're getting remortgaged 10 years later because (laughs) you're skint again do you know when you got to think you got to learn to think differently about what you're doing and be smart with your money and invest in people that know more about investing money in places i think i mean like that's the only reason my mindset's that way is because i've invested in people who are smarter than me Mm -hmm. to tell me what to do with it
0: yeah do you know what i mean it's
1: so go on
0: no it's okay go ahead
1: no i've forgotten i've lost i've lost my flow you can go <laughs> okay.
0: the key takeaway from what you've just said for me there is that your parents don't always know what's best for you yeah so whilst they have the best intentions that's different best intentions they're always going to have that but we have been brought up entirely different to them and we are like everything that we have, they didn't have it. And I, look, I'm very, very blessed with my mom and her, like her awareness and, and and everything that she's done over the past 10 years. Like my mom's just an absolute gem of a person and I'm so lucky. But and, and she introduced me to the personal development world at 2021. If I hadn't have had that, I would not be the person that I am today. And I think... Again, like the key takeaway is that your parents are going to have opinions. If they're going to have suggestions, People, older people aren't always wiser people. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) That's so (laughs) so true. Basic, basic stuff. But it's true. And I think that when you're in a vulnerable position, especially when it comes to finances and especially when it comes to like career and making big choices and making decisions that are going to, impact a lot of other areas in your life just get 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 opinions get opinions from people who are know that what they're talking about and um, invest in knowledge basically. invest in knowledge for sure
1: invest in knowledge like if you want the very best out of yourself you need to invest in people that know more than you mm-hmm. so i needed people that knew more about business than me yeah. I needed people that knew more about fitness than me. I needed people that knew more about marketing than me. I needed people that knew more about mindset than me, which is yourself. So the reason like, we progress and develop personally is because we invest in people that know more than us. Yeah. Now, I ain't going to speak to my dad about running a business if he can't, he doesn't have his own business. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is what I mean. and This is the way you've got to change your thinking of, of life. If you have a dream that you want to build... You don't just want to go to find a job, nine to five, work to pay bills and die. Mm. <laughs>
0: you
1: have a dream you want to build, you have to be willing to invest in people that know more than you about what you want.
0: Yeah. I think being you, being in the coaching space, we know that because we know that the power of, um, you said it perfectly the other week, after. I can't remember when you said this to me. I think it was, we were just on the phone, but you said that my standards raise my client's standards and i hold the highest standards and I expect them to meet me there. Like I show them how they can obtain Mm. this as as a basic for them, but I'm going to constantly keep on raising them. My standards raise their standards. And I really liked that. And I think just from what you was just saying then, for anybody who's listening to this who hasn't ever invested in a coach uh, because they think that they don't need one or, you know, whatever, the, the powerful thing about coaches is that they strengthen your strengths. They find what you're good at and they will pull those strengths out and they will, they will stretch them out and they'll be like, how do, we, how do we help you live within these strengths as much as possible? And to give you an example of that, let's use Mo Farah. His strength is running. We know that, right? He's what? A world champion. Who knows what he is? But he's a great runner. He got That best- boy can run. Pardon?
1: That boy can run.
0: He can run. <laughs> He also loves Sophie. Oh I know, what does he love? I don't
1: know. What does he... Where
0: were you going with? I was going, where I was going with that is that he has a coach and his coach's strength isn't necessarily to, he's, his coach doesn't have a world title, but what his coach does is trains people on how to advance in their field, in their sport. And the point is that his coach is there to raise his standards, to get the best out of him and to to pull his strengths up. So you can be the best in whatever you do, but you still need that support and you still need that help from other people. And, you know, everyone has a coach. We need coaches. We need help. people Mm -hmm. to to hold us accountable and and make us be the best version of ourselves that we possibly can be. And, And if you don't want that, then... And look like that's fine. Don't complain
1: about not improving.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) but that yeah exactly. And I think you know I I said it to your your ladies the other week and I think um, they're so lucky that they have you as a coach because you genuinely do care and you genuinely do invest and you want them to be successful and you provide them this huge platform and you've invested in me and that doesn't come at an additional cost to them but you still pay me and Mm. you know I show up and I give them this training which they would never have access to because you know, for them to invest in me separately, then it just wouldn't be feasible for them to do all of it all at yeah. once, but they get pure, they get access to everything. And so many coaches don't do that. And it's, you know, partnership cycles is, and anyone within your program, it's invaluable because they, they're they mm-hmm. working on their holistic health, the whole, the whole package with the, with the view of that, the end of the, the program, they can leave with, tools to manage life's challenges and they know how to get themselves out of an unresourceful mindset and they know how to use implement all of these things to improve all of the areas of life like it's not just about physical mm.
1: this is the thing and i always say to people when they jump on discovery call with me is this is not a program that's yes it's a transformation program but this is an introduction into how you need to live your life forever now yeah it's not a something like it's not a six-week challenge or a 30-day challenge Mm. bollocks thing mm. where well, you learn nothing about yourself this is about you learning how to complement your lifestyle not complicate it mm. it's an introduction in how you're going to live your life for the next 10 20 30 years to make sure you're mentally focused transforming your body yeah transforming your mindset but also creating the lifestyle that you want mm. that's what the Accelerator Confidence program is about and me bringing you in because we work so well together is just me adding value to the program and so many cops out there literally are just in the mindset of filling the diaries now, my problem with the gyms being closed, yes, it's a problem, but it's not. It is. It's not an, it's an obstacle, more of a problem. You can come over it, yeah? So exercising three times a week is not going to fix all your problems. It's not going to fix your mindset. That's mm-hmm. literally 2% of your week, three hours out of living 68. You've got PTs and coaches out there who are just focused on filling the diaries and not giving the clients value. Mm-hmm. That's not coaching. You're just literally filling your diaries so you're getting paid every week. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. It's about making sure people have tools and teaching someone to fish so they can fish for the rest of their life and feed the family. that old saying. I can't remember where it goes, but something like that. But no. giving someone tools and like it, showing them how to do things in certain ways and creating habits, that's coaching. That's changing lives. That's having an impact on people's lives. That's then letting them know they can set examples to their kids so they don't have, you don't have to watch your kids go through the same struggles you do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Something that you said the other day that really stuck with me was the whole subconscious and conscious mindset thing. And as a kid up between the ages of not seven, that we believe everything we're told. Literally, that's why we believe in Santa. Mm-hmm. So when you said that, I was like, right, well, I'm telling Vinny is a king every single day of his life. Yeah, yeah. And
0: just that, that, even that, that, that one bit of information for all the people on the call all the mothers on the call, the ones with kids or the ones with mm-hmm. really siblings or whatever, that information is invaluable. And it's not, you, you can't just go and Google like, you can't go and Google that. And that really is going to have an impact, just like we said with the ripple effects. Like, yes, kids need to know, or like tell them every single day how amazing they are and, and mm. highlight their strengths. And I don't know if you've seen all the affirmation videos of, of like the kids where the parents get them to say it in the mirror. Or like say on the way to school, and they're like, "I am amazing. I am her. I am. <laughs> I love myself, and I love it." And I'm like, "Yes, like th- that. Yes, 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 yes. Like we need to be. We need to be knowing this information because we yeah, know 100%. how. We know how we are now as a product of our parents, and our parents weren't aware of all of this information that we have. We have the most amazing opportunity to raise emotionally intelligent." Kids and a generation that is going to need that emotional intelligence with the way that the world's going at the moment. Yeah, and we have that option. And this is the other amazing thing about your program and you know, having all of this information at their fingertips. Again, they—they're going to be able to implement this for years and years and years to come. It's not just yeah, hundred percent.
1: It's the it's, it's the knock-on effect again.
0: It really is. It really is. It's
1: setting and, examples, and if you're in the mindset of. Paying a personal trainer for three sessions a week is going to fix all your problems then. You need to fix up and fix your mindset because three sessions a week and going to train three hours, three hours a week out of 168, you're just then using the gym as a distraction from your actual thoughts and yeah. issues that you've addressed in your mindset. You're not addressing the issues in your life. You're not addressing your mindset. You're not fixing the way you think. You're just switching yourself off, distracting yourself for those three hours, having a conversation. You're not being coached you're having a glorified rep count and stood next year, counting one to 10. Anyone can do that. I know. Do you know what I mean? That's that's no bullshit. Anyone can count to 10 and then stand next year. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be coached, and you want to transform your body, your mindset and lifestyle, then you need to understand you have to open up your mind and have an open mind and think, right, I actually need to address these deeper issues. Three exercise sessions a week and not going to fix all your problems. So yes, the gyms being closed was an obstacle. But can we still train three times a week? Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Can we still work on our minds every single day? Yes, we can.
0: Yeah. Can we
1: adapt to new ways of learning and thinking and creating habits and stuff and using the time we've been given to create a better lifestyle? Yes, we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know what I mean? It's not about training, just the gyms being closed. Yes, it's, it's, it's a shitty thing to happen, but mm. we have to adapt. We have to learn to adapt. Otherwise, you can just put your head in the sand, wait for it all to be over, and then you get to 21st of June, you'll feel worse than when you entered lockdown. Or come out of lockdown feeling 10 times better because you actually took action on your mindset and thought, you know what? I need to do something about the way I'm thinking and come out of lockdown feeling 10 times better than you did when you entered. Yeah. That's the way people need to perceive it all. Yes, it's not ideal, but we don't have to be a victim.
0: It hasn't been ideal. There's no ideal. You know, I I think that's really good advice. And some
1: people spend too much energy on the negative things that happen in a day rather than seeing the opportunity. Yeah. Like, for example, if someone doesn't turn up to a call with me, yes, I could get frustrated for an hour because they've not turned up for the call. But then I could then go and use that hour to do a daily walk or catch up on some admin stuff or catch up with someone that's not sportsy for a while. There's opportunity in everything. And then the opportunity of that conversation that I have with someone leads to another opportunity where mm-hmm. they say, actually, could you come out of this conversation with these 30 people and motivate them? There's yeah. opportunities everywhere, but people yeah. don't just get spend too much energy on being frustrated and playing the victim and stuff. And it's simply, listen, I a, I've said this to you before as well. And this is something that I always say to people because it's confident that I'm saying is that we all have voices in our head. And that if you want to break it down, there's two voices, and you're telling your own life story. You've got a victim who wants to talk, and you've got a superhero who wants to talk. Mm-hmm. How many superheroes, you said this to the other day, I'm sure it was you, how many superhero films have you said? Have you seen? Were the superhero complaints mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. zero? No, yeah?
0: I was like, how many, how many times have you seen Batman complain?
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's the same. Any superhero yeah. film, how many times you seen a superhero complain or no. play the victim? Yeah. Zero. Yeah. So when you're telling your story and you're trying to create this life, you're literally listening to voices. And if you're going to listen to the victim that wants to make excuses all the time, then you're not going to get anywhere. You have to overpower that with a superhero voice because mm-hmm. the superhero will create the lifestyle that you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you gotta, you always gotta make the superhero voice louder than the victim, and That's you'll always win.
0: Love it. I think you like to think that you don't know as much about mindset than I do, but you you absolutely do.
1: I just like to stay in my lane and just talk about my own experiences. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean because I think there is a stigma out there, and I have booked to go onto a mental health course. Um, for myself, just so I've got that for my own thing. And then I can confidently say, right, I can do this. I can I can speak about this now with confidence and back it up with proper, what's the word? Educate, what's the word? What's the word?
0: Like fat information? Fat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I've got research studies. I can back this up. I've done this now. I'm qualified to give this advice. But whereas now, realistically, I'm just a personal trainer, as coach who just stays in his lane and brings in a mindset coach to help my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. But I still want to back up for myself as well. And I think that's probably something, one of my own limiting beliefs. So that's open honesty that everyone has limiting beliefs. And that's why I always say that you've probably picked up on that I don't know much about mindset. That's why I've got Nikki, but it's a limiting belief. I do know my own shit. But my limiting belief is what other people perceive. Like this guy that posts about mindset and stuff on social media. How does he know about all that? He's just a PT. Oh, wow. That's like. That's a belief, do you know what I mean? But and so this is just proof in the pudding that us as coaches, leading people, have limiting beliefs.
0: Oh my god, yeah, was I was talking about 100%. it today. We do, we do, and I think it, but we have the tools, we have the tools to deal with it, mm. don't we? We have the tools 100%. to help ourselves navigate through, and we also have the we have the confidence in ourselves and the trust in ourselves that we can push past it, and that's that's the that's the, the that's the nugget to this, like. When you decide that you can, you will and you'll figure it out.
1: 100%.
0: But you just. The only way
1: you are going to change your life is by taking action and get your head out of the sand.
0: (laughs) That is it. Action. Doesn't have to be perfect. Well, I think that's a great note to end this conversation on.
1: Absolutely. Action takers win. The only difference between winners and losers is losers give up first. And I think that's how we'll end. Yeah. That is how we will finish that podcast.
0: And the American is back.
1: Yes. Here he is The close, closes out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he opens and closes. Thank you for your
1: time, though. That's been class today.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. And this is going to go live on mine and your podcast. So.
1: Absolutely. Both platforms. See you there, homies. All Thanks so much under. for
0: listening. Liam, where can people find you?
1: They can find me at Liam McNamara underscore BCHQ.
0: Yeah, and you can find me at Mind Health School or at Nikki officially on Instagram. And drop either of us a message if you want to have a chat. We are always open to conversations. Hi, William.
1: We, we are indeedy. See you awesome. soon, homies.
0: Bye. much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mind School. I'll see you next time.